his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024. All right, another day. Uh, It's a Wednesday. And another day, Jordana still off. Yep. Who knows where the hell mm. in the world mm. she is today? Hey, hey! Oh, wait a minute! Not okay. I didn't see you walk in the studio, Jor. I didn't see you there. Well, you snuck in on me there. Welcome back. Welcome. I'm back. still jet lagged in my pajamas at home, but on the air with you, and so happy to be back. So I clearly you didn't even miss me. You didn't even notice that I was back today. Oh, we noticed. We noticed. <laughs> We're happy to, uh, I, more than happy to have you back. The team's back together. Dave yes, says, Dave, a lot Dave happened. Kinda gave, Dave kind of gave you the meh. Guess yeah, he's on a the lot fence happened yep. since I was gone. I, you know, I heard the scumbag comment, so that was fun. Glad that's in the open now, so I appreciate that. And um, I'm just so, a lot did happen. There was a lot of terrible news that, by the way, we heard about in Spain. Of course, the Kansas City shooting post-Super Bowl, that was horrific. Even... When you're listening to international news, there was reporting about the Burnsville shooting and the the horrific death of those three, um, the two officers and the EMT. And my goodness, it was just, I mean, we were glued to that when we were away also because that made international news. So uh, now that I'm back, it's all sunshine and roses, though, right? Everything is great now that I'm back. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. We've moved. Yeah, it's like, uh, yep, all good. Nothing but good news here from here on out. You know, that... And I want to hear about your trip, but I just also just mm-hmm. pause there and like, what must other countries think when they, when, yeah. I mean, they, honestly, it's embarrassing. Well, they associate America with gun violence. They just do. They I do. mean, you could, you mm-hmm. could go to uh, talk to anybody else in other countries. What do you, what do mm-hmm. you talk What do you think when you think of America? A guns comes up, I bet more times than it doesn't. It, that's very true. And that is what people because we were interested in the opinion of Spaniards because if, if the, for those who don't know we just spent the week in Madrid um, handsome husband and I and we took the two younger ones because it was uh, the prices are good by the way going to Madrid now and my oldest is studying there at the University of Madrid for the semester and um, we I'd never been to Spain I really haven't spent a lot of time in Europe and I uh, figured this was a great time. So she was happy to see us. And my little ones are Spanish speakers because they came up in the Eden Prairie Spanish Immersion Schools and the Juntos program here in, Minute, in um, at Hopkins. <clears throat> and um, it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. But I will say this, that the Uber drivers or the taxi drivers that do want to talk about America, they mention the guns. Yep. Oh, does everybody in America have a gun? They think we all have guns and huh? we're all packing heat. And I, it's it's a not, an embarrassing well, reference. Not no, we're most, not so dangerous. We're, we're not all. I mean, I say it's not so dangerous, but apparently it is because people are getting shot at Super Bowl, uh, you know, parades. It is. And almost all Americans do have guns. So, I mean, they're not far off. 
<clears throat> okay. Uh, that's not necessarily true um, for, in Spain. They, they can. Uh, they, they're allowed hunting rifles and shotguns. Those are legal to own in Spain. But they're not supposed to use their firearms for self-defense. So that's it. Firearms, um, they're only, only firearms available to the public are hunting guns such as shotguns. So and, and they do. They have a lot of hunters. They do wild game. Again, this isn't supposed to be a conversation about guns. It was more about Spain. But here are some of my impressions. I know we spoke uh, briefly while I was away on vacation, but there is a, a very different culture and value system, at least we noticed and the kids noticed in Spain. Because many do a siesta, you know, in the late afternoon, often, you know, from three to five or two to four, whatever it is. And then everybody eats dinner very late. And those of you who have been to Spain already know this. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. But my kids and I, and certainly Marley did when she got there, sort of had to adjust. Because, you know, we have dinner, what, 6 o'clock, 6.30, yeah. you know, here at, at, right. at home. And then maybe we have a snack later. We go to bed, whatever. But they have a big lunch. They kind of rest. And then they have like a tapas or sometimes, you know, a, a larger dinner. Uh, friends of Marley's who are living with senoras, who are living in family homes because she's on a study abroad program. She has her own apartment with a roommate. But she has other friends that live with the senoras. The senoras will make dinner at 930. So you have to be home. If you're studying there and living in their home, you have to be home for dinner at 930. And then the kids will often go and then the dinner will last a few hours. And then the kids will go out. They'll start their night clubbing at like 1130 or midnight. And they'll be out till three in the morning. On nights, I was not out that late because I just I just can't handle it anymore. (laughs) But on nights when my younger kids, my littles, were out with Marley, they would be walking around the streets at 3 a.m. and say, Mom, it's crowded. There's people. There, it was, they, they didn't feel unsafe. Mm-hmm. They can also um, – we also all got metro cards and we used the subway and bus transportation. Also very safe. Packed. Packed because that's how people get around. Not everybody has cars or not a lot of people have cars. The streets are very small and windy, you know, very European yes. and I think I said – Cobblestone. Yeah. There you go. That's a technical Spanish term. Um, and the public transportation was amazing. You can use Google Maps. It's super easy to figure out. Even my younger ones hopped on public transportation by the end of our week because they had figured it out and went to meet Marley at school. And that was just very um, – it's just the sense of independence, Adam, that I think even the kids at a mm-hmm. younger age must have because you can hop on a bus and go somewhere. And you can be out later at night and you feel – I'm not that saying there's no crime. Of course there's crime and pickpockets are a real mm-hmm. problem but um, there is also that greater sense, I think, of safety being out there. Maybe that was the illusion of vacation. You know, you think you're on vacation, what can happen? But well, it really feels very safe. There. I just think in a normal functioning big city, yeah. thriving big city, that is the vibe. And like New York City, you know, I know, I know there's still people, ah, New York is going down the tubes. I think oh, New, no, no, no. New York is the same mm-hmm. kind of way where it's, mm-hmm. there's, it's safety in numbers. There's, there, when you have vibrancy, when you have... Uh, when you have stores and restaurants and other things, bodegas that are open later and people are out and about, they're catering to those people. That it's a group safety, and uh, that's- it's groups, and that's made me think like, okay, we are on the right track then, even albeit behind in this country by building mass transportation. We mm. need more trains, more buses. We need to normalize. Uh, mass transportation. We need to normalize kids taking a city bus to school if they want to, yeah. or taking a bus home. You know, after partying at 2 a.m., I don't think our clubs are open as late, what have you, but they, we should normalize all of that because it definitely feels safer. And, you know, 
Adam, it's fun to be on mass transportation with just regular people of Madrid. The Madriol, um, my Spanish is terrible, so Madriolins, I'm not sure, Madriolins, whatever Marley called them, the people from Madrid. And it is such a huge and sprawling city. You've been there, right? Yeah, briefly. But, and I, I was saying this last week that, you know, when you were on, it's like anywhere you go, if you, once you figure out the public transportation system, it is so liberating and you, you, you can move about with confidence. And, and to your point about, you know, we should have that too. I totally agree with you. I just don't know if, I think if, if the demands were there for like a city like ours to have that kind of sprawling service, I think it would be there. I just don't, the, this country is just not, doesn't have the appetite for that yet. Mm. What was your favorite part about being there? What do you remember? The food. First, yeah. second, what, what did you love? I loved uh, something that you didn't eat, but uh, the ham, mm-hmm. the cured ham, mm, yes. the jamon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved uh, tapas. That, that lifestyle, mm-hmm. that's also a different where you share all, you sh- everybody shares yes. everything. I love that. Mm-hmm. You know this 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 belief that we I've got to get a meal you're getting a meal and I'm going to eat my meal you eat your meal no I, I I'm all about let's get a bunch of stuff let's share it and um, I love it. That was really fun. The food was very good. Uh, we loved the I told you the first night we had paella because we wanted to uh, dig in and I don't know that I'd had paella before because it's often made with a lot of seafood but you know they made mine with fresh vegetables and rice and it was super delicious. Something else they serve everywhere is churros and chocolate, where they'll give you like a cup or a bowl Mm. of like melted chocolate, and the churros are fried dough, and you dip the churros in the hot chocolate, and it is so delicious. So the churros and chocolate was yum. So these Uh, are the sangria. The wine is ever. I'm sorry. Oh, it's just I just want to make sure you know Costco has churros. They used to. Now they've been right. replaced with giant chocolate chip cookies because, you know, that's more American. they got to be the same quality, though, right? Costco churros and churros and chocolate in Spain. You know what? Don't judge the Costco churros because not, they were delicious. <clears throat> but the churros in Spain, they're smaller. They're shaped like a heart and dippable. I don't know. It was, uh, that was a fun thing to get. So we did a lot of that. Um, the sangria, of course, is delicious. My kids didn't know about sangria. And Ruby looks at me. I mean, she's only 16. She goes, what is it? I said, it's basically sweet wine. It's wine with a lot of fruit in it. So she was a huge fan. (laughs) So she enjoyed a couple of glasses of sangria. Uh, Nobody is carding there, by the way. Everybody at 18 can drink. But even, I guess my 16-year-old probably looks 18. But nobody nobody was um, checking their IDs. And one other thing I noticed, Adam, and I'm not sure if this is the way Spain has always been because it was my first trip, so I'm a newbie. A lot of vintage clothing a lot of recycling of clothing a lot of antique shops many of the clothing stores sure they have tons of shopping uh, you know on plaza del sol and they have lots of great new fast fashion shopping but many of the side streets were filled with vintage shops and i don't know if your teenagers are like this my teenagers love vintage clothes they are crazy for that so tons of levis Things like, and of course, what they consider vintage is now like 80s. So there's like Marie-Francois Jabot jeans that were the height of mm-hmm. fashion in the 80s are now considered vintage. So that was really fun to like vintage shop in Spain and seeing a lot of American brands, a lot of Champion, a lot of Levi's, a lot of yep. Nike and well, Adidas is German. But it was kind of fun to shop in the little shops. They had pop-up markets on Sunday, like pop-up flea markets in our neighborhood. So we totally enjoyed our time there and um 
Again, hopefully we will be able to go back. And Marley is loving it. Yeah, I missed you guys. Sounds like you got a lot done in a short time, though. Oh, Bravo. We did. Yeah. We did. But remember, I um, I was jet-lagged the whole time. You know, post-illness, I don't want people to think that it was easy to travel. For me, at least, it was not. Uh, it was, you know, we did not travel like fancy business class or first class. And I think once you've had a life setback, like an illness or an injury or something, you it's more challenging. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I still have my jet lag headache because we got back last night. So uh, if I say any, anything, do cra- any crazy things, I'm not going to blame it on chemo brain. I'll blame it on um, jet lag brain today. Why start now? I mean, why, why stop now saying crazy things? That's kind of the point of the show. All right. It's supposed to be Winging It Wednesday, not Madrid Wednesday. So do you want to start or should I start with Winging It Wednesday? I think you should start. Yep. Okay. Well, I am going to ask you. Well, I don't know. I feel like I should keep it under my Save it. Save it. What what burning question will Jordana ask me? We'll find out next as Winging It Wednesday uh, makes its triumphant return to the Adam and Jordana show. We don't need Macy's anymore. What? I, I'm not going to miss it. It's not really going anywhere. But we don't need Macy's anymore. Do you? When was the last time you shopped in a Macy's, Adam? Okay, fair point. But <laughs> Really? When was the last time you shopped in a Macy's? Well, I mean, does, shop, does, does shopping constitute actually buying something in Macy's? Yes, it does. What do you go there for? Well, no, look I mean, around. Yeah, well, that you go walk around. That's why I like Macy's. Actually, it hasn't been that long. Pro, right prior to New Year's Eve, I went to Macy's and I bought a fancy mm-hmm. dress shirt to wear out for New Year's Eve. So there. Okay, so you bought something at Macy's. Yes, <clears throat> and Macy's I loved, has been I loved my experience. I loved it. Their stock price has dropped seventy five percent. From a peak of $73 a share in 2015, they've closed nearly 300 stores, almost a third of its locations. It still has 700 stores across <clears throat> the United States, apparently. Macy's was laying off about 3.5% of its workforce. That's over 2,000 employees. D- and by the way, the reason I bring this up, of course, is because Macy's rejected a bid for $6 billion dollars from some investor to take it over and then take it private. I guess maybe reorganize it and maybe go public again. But Macy said, no, no, we're, we don't want your $6 billion. We're okay. We're going to fight the good fight. But come on, guys. We've talked on this show that people go into Macy's, take handfuls of clothing, and walk out. The, the theft at Macy's is really unbelievable. Last time I was in a Macy's, and I used to love going to Macy's, um, it, the store is uncoordinated. It, it's, it's not well-staffed. It's, there's clothing on the floor. It's not yeah. kept up nice. If you want to go to a nice store, you know, you end up at a, a Nordstrom yeah. or maybe a Bloomingdale's. But at this point, Macy's, I feel, is a bygone yeah. department store. A lot of people aren't shopping in department stores anymore. And I think they made the wrong move by not taking the $6 billion bid for someone else to take it over and do what they will with it. Because I don't think Macy's can make yeah. a comeback anymore. Do you? <sighs> and the problem is, too, is like of those stores you mentioned, Bloomingdale's or mm-hmm. uh, you know, Nordstrom, Nordstrom, you know, there's price points for those. Like you go into Nordstrom, you know you're going to be spending a lot of money. Where you could go to Macy's mm-hmm. and, okay, I'm going to get relatively uh, similar stuff for cheaper. 
But you're right mm-hmm. about just the state of it. Yeah, every, I can't oh. tell you the last time I've been to a Macy's, and usually the I guess the only one I'm going to is probably the Mall of America. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, just disheveled is a word. And you're right; they just don't seem to have enough people. And I guess you know they're facing the problem that everybody else is can't get enough people to work. And uh, you know, is that is? But do you th- do you think that's a a symptom of where we're at as a society that we just don't need the big department stores anymore? Or, or that just yes. just that one. Yeah, yes. <laughs> no. Well, that, well, they're not doing it well. Like for yeah. example, Kmart, you know, no longer exists because Target killed it. Yep. Target is is a great low price store. They do it well. They keep it clean. It's nicer than shopping in Kmart. And people were like, "Great, I don't." need to shop at Kmart anymore. Like another example is we used to have a store out east and I didn't, you know, we don't have Dayton's anymore, which maybe can be brought back, but we used to have a store called Bamberger's out east. And because I didn't grow up with Dayton's, we grew up with Bamberger's or or even Marshall Fields. And Bamberger's was bought out by Macy's because Bamberger's wasn't doing it well anymore. And it all became Macy's. But yet, sorry, Macy's, if you can't pull it together and if you can't make a quality shopping experience, then you don't get to be yeah. a store anymore. You you can't make any money because nobody wants to shop there. My kids don't want it. My kids still go to the mall. All of them go mm-hmm. to the mall and they like to look in stores. Yes, they shop online, of course, because you know they're digital teenagers, but they do like, the girls especially like to go to the mall and they I don't think they've ever been to Macy's. The, the one time where the kids said to me was for like prom dresses or bat mitzvah dresses. They said, we heard you should go to Macy's. And Macy's still does have a lot of dresses. And quite frankly, I was shocked at the um, at the um, options when we went there. And I think we bought my oldest bat mitzvah dresses at Macy's when that was a long time ago at this point. But um, I, I wouldn't, I never think to myself, I have to go to Macy's. Yeah. it's. I think it's it's especially painful in this part of the country because Macy's is what swallowed up Marshall Fields, which swallowed yes. up Dayton's, mm-hmm. so that's kind of our mm-hmm. last little link to Dayton's mm-hmm. around here. So it's probably that's a little extra pain involved in that, Dave. I think part of the problem is that when people walk into a Macy's, they want target prices with yeah. a much higher level of service. They want target prices, but they want everything to look perfect and for there to be a staff person there to greet them and assist them. And that costs yeah. more, but we're not really willing to pay more to go into Macy's mm-hmm. and get. A similar product you get at Target for you know exactly. twice the price. And that's you just mm-hmm. nailed something too, though. Is that like Target now? Like even like dress clothes, you can go to Target and get pretty decent dress clothes. Where it's like, well, Absolutely. that's you got to go to Macy's for that. You know, if you want a nice nope. dress shirt, uh, I'm speaking to guys, of course. If you want that nice dress shirt, you got to go to Macy's to get it. <clears throat> yeah, you don't really have to do that anymore. You don't. So, oh, thank you for agreeing. We don't need Macy's anymore. That was easy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> They're just about to advertise Sorry, them for the show, too, you know? <laughs> I know. They just crushed an advertising opportunity. It was going to be Macy's-sponsored Winging It Wednesday. And by the way, though, so Texter Race is a good point. Who will sponsor the Thanksgiving Day Parade? Which, by the way, I think if I, I believe that the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is like the first live televised event on the top-viewed uh top list of viewed programs every year other than football it's football till about 70 and then it's the macy's thanksgiving day parade which i believe they air on two different networks so i love it i love the parade but you know what so it'll be the target parade it'll be the you know Citibank. i mean come on guys somebody else will sponsor the parade all right that's all i got yes 
All right. Uh, I'm an annoying guy. I'm, 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 I'm terribly annoying to someone who is very important in my life, and I'm okay with that. I'll get into that as my wing on a Wednesday next. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm very irritating to someone right now, and you know what? I'm okay with it. Not that I don't care. I do care. But sometimes as a husband or a wife or a significant other, you just know you get on somebody's nerves, right? When we live together, when we work together, when we uh, share a lot of time with someone, sooner or later, that person's going to get on your nerves. And if you may be true, is, I mean, has there ever been a case of somebody where you either spend a lot of time together where somebody has never gotten on your nerves? I don't think it's possible, right? No, uh, given enough time, right? they're going to annoy you. I say that yeah. just because over the last couple of days, I think I've been very annoying to my wife. I just get, What have I, you been doing? I, I don't know. And I, I get that vibe. Now, it, it's, and it, this is all me. I mean, she's under a lot of stress at work, and I, I totally mm-hmm. get that, which is why I don't want to be part of the problem. So that's why, okay, if, and I think this is why I bring this up because I think a lot of people can relate to this because the, the term pick your battles comes to mind, right? So mm-hmm. if you realize that, okay, you know, we're not, we're not laughing or talking or as much as we usually are, we all have those moments where there's just there's a little underlying tension when we go about our days. And mm-hmm. I just realize sometimes you just have to realize that it ain't about me. Even though it might seem like it's about me, I'm not going to be selfish enough to say, I need to know what's going on here. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you just have to let the other person just kind of go about life and you realize there's some certain stresses going on. And I just, and it's okay. And it's okay. Yeah. And I just try, yeah. I just don't, I, the, the only conscious effort I make is okay. I, I'll, I'm going to try not to be annoying because I'll try to try to figure out what the triggers are in this particular time, and I'm going to try to avoid them. And that's the best so you can do. How did you come to this conclusion of 
right now, I need to stay away instead of doing the, are you mad at me? Are, is everything okay? Can I help with anything? Right. You know, how did, did you go through all those steps and questions and no. she was finally like, leave me alone? Nope. Or did you realize that anytime you breathed or maybe sneezed, she rolled her eyes I've, and then you thought, I need to breathe quieter. See, that's my problem is I am the what's wrong guy. I'm the what, you know, okay. I, I always want to know what's going on. What did I do? And I'm always like, what did I do? Is it... <clears throat> And I've got to learn sometimes that it really isn't me, that there's a lot going on in our world and a lot going on in our lives, too, that you just have to realize it, I might not be the problem at all, but I'm just kind of part of the problem. And I don't want to get in the way of a normal acceptance, a normal stressful moment where I don't want to add to that right now and say, well, what's going on? What, you know, Obviously, there are times where it gets serious enough where you're like, and those times, I think we really know what the problem is, right? Where it's like, okay, I know I, was, I did something really stupid or I acted a certain way. I offended this person somehow and I need to either apologize, address it, and figure out how we move forward. Mm-hmm. Then the other times, and this is my point here, sometimes we just get annoyed. And it's ne- necessarily with me. It's just you're here. I got crap. I almost said the S word. We got, I got okay. crap going on in my life right now. Mm-hmm. And you're right here right now. And I'm sorry. I just don't have time to deal with it. And therefore, that you take the that impression that, well, I'm part of the problem. When you just, at this moment in time, I'm just, you know what, I'm not. And I just want to, you do you and we'll, we'll get over it. And time heals and I can just step aside. I think that's one of the ways you stay married is you can't solve every problem. You just, a friend of mine um, told me a great story once. She, she was married to someone with severe depression. And she said, I've come to realize that I can't solve his problems, but also the healthiest thing for her was to sort of let him go on this ride of depression <clears throat> and just know that he should know that she was going to be there when it was over. That is so good. That, you know, sometimes he would spiral. So she said, it's like somebody is about to take a roller coaster ride and you can see it coming and they can see it coming and you don't have to ride the ride with them. Yep. Jor. You can just step back and hold their purse That's so true. and let them ride the ride. They know you're going to be there when they get off, but it's a ride they have to ride alone. And that was so, you know, I had some dramatic teenagers, uh, been in a couple of tumultuous relationships. That was such a, I, I still use that metaphor mm-hmm. today. Literally, I am standing, holding, I, I picture it at the state fair, uh, holding the person's purse, whether it's a man or a woman, doesn't mm-hmm. matter, backpack, what have you, while they go on their ride. Yeah. I'm, I'm here, and I just remind them, I'll be here when you want to talk, it, you know, or you don't say that because you're annoying, yep. and you just wait them out. That is so, that, that is so great. It, I mean, that is such a, you write right, the metaphor. And the, and the thing is, it, it, it's not easy to wait. It's not easy to hold Mm-mm. the purse. And sometimes... It get it, it gets too much for people, but that is so yes. true. As somebody, I, I'm no, I don't battle severe depression, but I get into moods where I'm just like, I, for no reason, I don't know what it is. I just kind of get the, I call them the blahs. I just get the blahs, and uh, Jen knows that she and, yep. and the and, and the pain for me is like because she's asked it, and Heidi, my ex wife, well, and when those times would come, she, what, what what am I doing? What do I need to do? And I don't have an answer. I don't have an answer for you, and that's so frustrating. For me, and it certainly is frustrating for the other person, where it's just you need time. And just the realization of that, I think. Now, obviously, it becomes a, a, 
And again, I'm not saying that that's an easy thing to do for the other person just to step aside. It is very difficult, and sometimes it's too much. And it is not sustainable, but it's part of, I think, knowing each other and accepting each other and growing together. And, yeah, it's just, again, if it's serious enough that it needs to be addressed, I'm not saying we should all just ignore our problems and continue no, with life because no. that's a problem too. But, it, again, it, it, what what is the level of uh, irritation? What is the level of problem? And I think sometimes just saying nothing and just doing your own thing is enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think – you got that's such an evolved stance, Adam. And did Heidi ever say, to, oh, excuse me, I'm sorry, did Jen ever say to you, my apologies, ever say to you, or either one, I guess, um, I just need my own time right now. Don't ask me if it's okay. Did they ever yes. verbalize that to you? Or oh, did yeah. You, oh, so they Jen have. is good okay. about saying that, you know what? It's, and she'll tell me, it's like, it's, it's just me. I need, and then like, okay. and then I know, yep. And because she said that before, is, be, mm-hmm. is because I'm that kind of guy, like, hey, what's wrong? Well, you, know, you know, I need, because I'm, I'm that guy. It's like, I need to be, everything needs to be good. We need to be happy. We need to be laughing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't. You can be like silence. Silence is good sometimes. So is, you know, sometimes if there's a little tension, hey, we got a, a house. You can go in your office. I can go upstairs. Mm-hmm. We can just do a little time apart. And we don't need to be like, oh, everything's going to be good. Now, that being said, if it goes on and on and nothing changes, then it's a problem. But... Just realizing that sometimes we just need a little space is, and it's that moment, and it's just, and it's hard for me to do that because, like I just said, that's like I'm always, I, I need to please people. Like, what, what's going on? You know, what, what, what? I'm like the puppy dog. You know, well, what do we, do? you know, what, what can I do? And then sometimes you just need to let a relationship breathe a little bit. But also, men are fixers. You know, I don't know that it's puppy dog or, or you know, yeah. I, I, or even annoying. I think that also you want to help somebody that you love. Yep. And that's what makes it even more challenging to not intervene and to not want to solve that problem. Mm-hmm. You're a solver yep. and you want to help her. She's suffering a little. And, uh, you know, I think it's just a very evolved stance that you're taking that you know yourself, you know her, and that's how you stay married. Adam, that's yep. and also for for those of us who are sometimes those people like me who shut down, who don't want to talk and don't talk to me. I'm the same kind of it's person. good for us to make that announcement. Uh, it's funny that you bring this up because the night before we were coming home, getting on our well, two nights ago, we, when we were still in Madrid, and we had to wake up at three thirty to catch the Uber to make a six a.m. flight to Amsterdam. I said we were planning our morning, the kids and I and Mark. And I looked at them all and I said, now you all understand, nobody can speak to me at 3.30 in the morning. You, you, you all understand that. And they're like, oh, yeah, we totally understand. I am not <laughs> a morning person sir, and I need to sleep. And, um, and they, we all survived that by giving each other space and allowing us to at some point get some coffee. After we landed in, in, in Amsterdam, then we could speak again. But they, you got to have boundaries. Absolutely. 651-461-9226. I think we've all been there. And I would love to hear from some folks who are dealing with it now or have dealt with it. Or um, you never know. Maybe I am, am doing it wrong. Maybe I should be more attentive. But uh, I think this is a, a good moment to say, hey, we can step aside. 651-461-9226. Somebody just texted in. You're in a timeout, Adam. Yes, I am. And we're taking a time out. We'll be back next. <laughs> 9.53. It's a Linda's construction time check. Time to get 50% off installation labor on Infinity from Marvin Windows. I'm uh, annoying to my wife, but that's okay. 
And yes, I'm it is. getting people mm-hmm. to uh, commiserate with me because I think we've all been there. Uh, we've got you know a couple of Janes who listen to the show. We've got an East Side Jane and a West Side Jane. So we on the line now. We've got East Side Jane. Uh, oh, <laughs> hi, Jane. Actually, Chime I'm in. South Side. I'm actually oh. in Mendota Heights. Oh, okay. Ah, that's six yeah. five one. Yeah, we get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I'm a caregiver for my husband who has Lewy body dementia. Oh, that's and, a tough one. Um, <laughs> I decided we've been at this 22 years, and I decided. I don't know how many years ago now, that I was going to use a little technique. Um, on one hand, I had my life with him before. He was an Air Force officer, and we traveled, and we lived in Madrid for three years, and just all kinds of really great things. And then he developed Louis Body. And um, <clears throat> time went on. Uh, things became a little bit more dicey. He got my nice little guy that did did my windows and fold my clothes became um, angry and just really unable to understand a lot of things. So I decided I w- on my left hand, I was going to have the life I had before for almost 49, 48 years. And on the right hand, I was going to have the life I have today. Mm. And that is a life of a caregiver. Yep. And um, as an RN, I thought, well, I could call him my patient. So I've been taking care of him as my patient and doing the very best job I can for him. He, um, it's really hard to look at somebody and look at that face and know you don't know that person at all. Oh, Jane, yeah. so touching. And then eventually they look at you and go, oh, who are you? We haven't hit that yet. But, you know, um, but that's the way I handle my stress. On one hand, one thing. On the other hand, and I've divided it into kind of positive and positive, I guess. The positivity Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. the past and the positivity of giving the best care that I can. Oh, thank you, Jane. Uh, so wonderful. touching. Yeah, I mean, You're and that's a whole. And again, that gives perspective on everything. That uh, yes. these life's little problems are mm-hmm. just that little problems, little, little stresses that and we all go through them. And I don't want to minimize as anybody's, but uh, when you look in the grand scheme of things, it's just uh, it's temporary. Uh, Adam, I'm an introvert. My spouse is mm-hmm. an ex- extrovert. Takes me some time to process whatever is bugging me. I usually come around and talk about it after a day or mm-hmm. two. My spouse gives me space most of the time to figure it out. Yeah, we all. I mean, that's how you stay married. Exactly. You figure out what your person needs. Yep. And then you do that. And it doesn't matter if you don't have. <coughs> Maybe you're a person who really needs to talk it out. If they're not, <coughs> that's, you know, not going to be a good match. Mm-hmm. So that's what marriage is, giving them what they need when they need it. Here's one, Adam. Um, This person texts, in our 40-year marriage, we learn to ask each other, do you need quiet, comfort, or solutions? That's a good oh, one. Wow. I, I'm, I wrote that down. Yeah. Because honestly, like, I feel like you could ask your kids that. What do you need? Do you need quiet? Do you need a hug, comfort, or do you want a solution? Because yeah. we always try to solve, but they might just want a hug. So that's yeah. th- that's great advice. No wonder you married 40 years. Uh, by the way, Twins baseball coming up Friday. Somebody want to know when the first Twins game? 5 o'clock, right? On Friday, Twins Woo-hoo! versus Gophers. And then another game on uh, Saturday. So Twins baseball. And then inside Twins tonight. Uh, right at uh, 6 o'clock. Quick takes those coming up next, DJ. Uh, Beyond Meat is revamping its signature plant-based burger. Also, Uh-oh. Red Lobster might have served too many shrimp. We'll get into both of those topics oh. in Quick Takes.
His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. You expected someone else? So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.